When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Premier League soccer season is heating up. Turn to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network for the best bets and analysis for this week's features. Subscribe to Betting Weekly Premier League today wherever you get your podcast. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to Cobras and Fire, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network. Today we're going on a ripe rock road trip. So buckle up, we're about to stuff your stockings. Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, and I am joined, as not always, but today, by the musicologist extraordinaire, Joey Haney. How are you, sir? I'm good, Luce. How, how are you out there on the road? I am doing well. I have taken a, a trip, as you know, to visit the parents in Indiana. I've brought in the boy with me, my eight-year-old son, Luce Jr., to visit Grandma and Grandpa Cannon. We are having a great time. Uh, as you can tell from the the sound quality here, we are recording by Skype on my phone. So it's a road trip. It's a ripe rock road trip. And what are we going to do here today, Joey? What's the what's the general theme? I believe on ripe rock we play quasi new songs. Uh, I'm picking everything from 2018. It's not my favorite songs of the year, but it's just stuff that's on my mind right now. 
Yep. You know what? Before you go further, why don't you tell everybody what makes you famous? Yeah. So I am one of the uh, partners of cnjradio.com. The the main show that I do is Rock Strikes 10. And unbeknownst to me, and I didn't do this on purpose, but probably uh, in just about a few weeks' time, I think I will have outdone Ken Mills a number of podcasts that I'm involved with. So in addition to Rock Strikes 10, there's the Flagship Wrestling House Show. There's a Synaptic with Randy Brown. There's Last Theater with my partner Chris. There is going to be Talking Rock with Mark Striegel on cnjradio.com now. That's interesting. Oh, so you you yeah. actually you're replacing the Lafons as a co-host? Uh, uh, I am not replacing the Lafons. Uh, he's not involved in Talking Rock, so hey. this is a hey, <laughs> and uh, that's going to be a fun show. We've already done the pilot on that one, and we've also done the pilot for I Am Vinyl with the great Pete Larusa. So six shows. Cool. Well, you heard it here first, kids, and that is that uh, Joey is not part of one of the longest running. Uh, podcast offshoot of that podcast talking metal talking rock so very cool all right joey so i'm done stroking you is the intro (laughs) is that all right yeah i'm I'm satisfied i I feel like i said our relationship is uh, i think got to second base at least this year right yeah like i said we've done a couple of 69s and uh you know so you know what was that what was the what was this what was the 60 what brought us to the 69 level i think that's third base actually well, you've uh, you've come on my show, and I've come on your show now, so that's how it oh, works. Oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood the uh, the terminology. It was uh, yeah, I thought I was going down the highway doing 69. Let's get down to some music, and we'll come back with some other chatter. So you have honors. What band would you like to do first? Uh, well, here's here's a good layup into the Cobras and Fire. Uh, I know that one of our favorite albums from a couple of years ago was Out on Your Block by Wildlife. And you're probably thinking, well, yeah, right? I mean, I know you love that album as much as I do, probably. I do, yeah. So I, I, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but they did put out a 7-inch this year, two new songs. So let's open up with one of their latest songs, Come On Christine.
great pick, Joey. I got to tell you, Wildlife's album was what I believe the second Biters album should have been. It's also kind of an obituary band-wise for this year, right? The Biters? Yeah, I mean, the, they said hiatus officially, but we all know what that means, kids. Uh, yeah. It was a sad day for rock and roll, especially after, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel somewhat responsible here. You know, I feel I get into bands and they, they break up or go on hiatus. This has happened a lot over the last two years. They come on my goddamn show at the expo and then they go on hiatus. Yeah, so, that was weird, yeah, right? Just, the fact that they went, the fact that they went to the expo right before they broke up, that was odd. Yeah, like it's just a, like about a month after the and then the announcement came out. Maybe I need to take one for the team and start putting shitty bands on my show. What do you want to talk about next before we go into another song? Well, um, I, I was told by the powers that be that you guys weren't going to have a rock and roll hall of fame episode on this year, and. You know, this will save me a lot of uh, emails between Josh Toomey and Baco uh, because, you know, I, I definitely, as everybody, have my opinions on these things every year because I'm one of those weirdos that does. But uh, I figured, do you want to go down that rabbit hole? You got that kind of time? I, I, I can. I can we, we'll see how long this takes. But essentially, I have successfully avoided. Why well, have successfully avoided uh, Josh Toomey always on uh, on our show? <laughs> Somehow, I come up with a conflict. Um, uh, usually, what I say is when they call, they say like, "Can we do it on Tuesday?" And I go, "I would like to do it Tuesday, but Tuesday is the night that I wash my balls, so I can't. I can't actually make the show." Yeah. So why don't we just tackle it? Um, do, do you want me to start with my opinion of the Hall of Fame in general? Sure. I mean, I don't. I don't think you've been able to go on record so much uh, as opposed to Baco. So yeah. Sure. So the Hall of Fame, I think, is a complete joke. Not in the way that Eddie Trunk keeps. Hey, the Hall of Shame. Blah blah blah. I mean, uh, <laughs> not 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 that. To the fact that the reason I don't like it is that when you watch it. Now, I'll, I'm not sure what kind of jobs you've had over uh, throughout the course of your life, but I have been subject to a lot of these kind of company retreats or yearly um, kind of five-day things where you go to a hotel, there's a big presentation by the boss and stuff like that, and everybody sits in little little circle tables. Everybody's very tense. It's just very corporate. All right, Joey, why don't you run down all 15 nominees, and then we'll see if we have anything to say about them. All right. Todd Rundgren, The Zombies, The Cure, Stevie Nicks, Rufus featuring Shaka Khan, Roxy <laughs> Music, Rage Against the Machine, Radiohead, MC5, LL Cool J, Kraftwerk, John Prine, Janet Jackson, Devo, and Def Leppard. Boy. The thing that's, I actually almost stopped you thinking this was the same list as last year. There are at least three or four people on the list again, aren't there? Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's people who get to come back every year. I mean, they finally took Sheik off the list. They had them nominated for like 15 years running, I think. <laughs> so. All right, why don't, you, why don't you, since you're the guest, why don't you go through the five that you think should be in there? I know the first one is on the top of your list is, is Radiohead, since you're a huge fan and a big supporter of all their, their entire catalog. You celebrate the entire catalog, as I understand. Uh, I, I, I do not. They did not make my five. For the five on here. Ooh, wow. I'm shocked. People, did you hear that? That Hipster Joey did not pick uh, Radiohead. I'm writing that down. This is a landmark. This is, wow, this is an upset. 
Uh, and I, I keep feeling the need to debunk this Radiohead fandom that I supposedly mm-hmm. have because it pretty much starts with the bends and ends with OK Computer for the most part. Everything else is kind of garbage. And they're one of those bands like U2 that have convinced their fan base that every time they wait that extra year and put an album out that it's just as good as their best album from over 20 years ago. So. No, I, I hear you. I mean, it, it, uh, actually, I my fandom goes from the Benz, OK Computer, and definitely their best album was the Square Wheels. Not making my not making my fave five on this list. I mean, honestly, I'd vote for LL Cool J before I voted for Radiohead on this uh, particular year. But uh, he's got uh, my, my vote. Five, he's in. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, I'd say if I'm being honest and also doing the whole thing about like you know how valid is their output. Right. I'd have to go Def Leppard, Devo, MC5, Roxy Music, and you know what? Actually, yeah, and then I'd, I'd probably put The Cure on there. The Zombies should be in there too, but uh, I think The Cure, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a Greatest Hits fan with them, but I get the importance of them. They definitely... They're kind of like the Guns N' Roses of college rock. They came along in the late 80s when everything was kind of the same, and they kind of changed the game. So I think a lot of people don't realize that if you're not in that bubble. But, you know, The Cure definitely is important, and they should be in there. But this all being said, of course, we have to go with the obvious. Where's Maiden? Where's Motorhead? Where's Priest? I mean, this is a lackluster list in comparison to who really isn't in there. Right. Uh, it's kind of a runaway of Def Leppard and Devo at tops for me as far as the upper echelon of who definitely deserves to be in there, those two bands. And once again, I still can't believe Devo's not in there. This is a band that was so innovative and so ahead of its time, and I just can't believe they're not in there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, they whipped it good. They should be in there. <laughs> and sadly, yeah, they're a one-hit wonder technically in America, and there's something in there. There's definitely a backstory as to why they're not in the Hall of Fame because – it's long overdue. They've been eligible as long as like a cheap trick has, and they had to wait forever. So. Right. And I mean, uh, it's, it's mostly because they just don't have the popularity in America, I think, like you just said. I mean, they headline in Kuwait. There you go. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the five I would vote for today. I just... Okay. Um, okay. Some of the other ones I like are right, but, you know, some of these people just don't belong on here at all. Yeah. I, I can't even get to five. I will give you the cure... I've always liked a, a select few of their singles, but the ones that I that I like, I really I've never owned an album, but I definitely think that they're they're worthy of it. And uh, Rage Against the Machine, I don't think is worthy of it because they only had a, a handful of albums. And I like the first one. The second and third are scattered at best. There's they, if you go back to them, they haven't really aged that well. Um, I think the third is actually the best overall. I know that's really weird. yeah yeah that's, yeah. I can I can say it's got the uh, whatever the the fire song. I remember the exact title right now. And yeah, you're right. Probably the first and the third. The second one definitely is not very good. Um, then Radiohead, no. Elwood Cool J, I would I would give just because he was near the the beginning, and I did have um, a couple of his albums growing. I mean, his, he was good like first two out al- two or three albums if you're into rap. And after that, he was sure. pretty much a joke. He was he was really good at um, he was really good at fighting anacondas too, and also <laughs> um, uh, sharks <laughs> in that uh, deep blue sea. Yes. I believe it was called. What other I, what other things did he do? Um, he was a chef. I like really, how they put him as a chef in that movie too. First of all, that was Ice Cube and Anaconda, sir. So, oh um, damn, definitely what? gonna play the racial card here. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hold on. What were some other? There were some silly movies in there. Oh yeah, he was also really good in Boys in the Hood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, this is this is like that Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Jackson clip all over again. It really is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, that he helped John Travolta's come back in Pulp Fiction. Um, I mean, the guy's had a very varied career. Woohoo. <laughs> Hey, yeah. How about a song? I've got a great. I, 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 you know, I walked into this, and uh, we'll come back for the more Hall of Fame discussion. But I have a perfect transition. That is, have you ever heard the band Radkey? No, no, I have. Okay, not. well, this is pretty much like the Black Hanson. Feeling extraordinary. You should take a picture. Feel it so bold and scary. Let's get back to the 
the subject at hand. Um, I would just go no Radiohead. The only, the only, yeah, I would just go Cure, Def Leppard, L Cool J. Um, and the, the only reason the zombies are on the list is because zombies are popular now. I don't even think people know that they're a band. They just Walking Dead, Shaun of the Dead. The last fifteen years has been a banner time for for zombies. So that's I don't even know. They have like one song that people know. Come on. Uh, right? They've got a hand. They've got a handful of hits that people would know. Uh, but I gotta say, there's a really interesting tie-in. There's a one degree separation of the zombies to Kiss, actually. Oh boy, and go ahead. That is uh, Rod Argent and Russ Ballard. Mm. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, and that the later became Argent, and you know their bit. God gave rock and roll to you. Uh, you know. And then New York Groove, of course, uh, the Into the Night song from Fairly's Comet. Now, Russ Ballard, in addition to Rod Argent, I think they're near geniuses. I, I don't like to throw genius around, but they're definitely near geniuses. Great I think rock you are right now. I think you're throwing yeah, it but, around. But, yeah. um, I guess, yeah. I guess M- MC5 maybe too, but again, I just know they kicked out the jams and that's about it. I, I've just never really jumped into their catalog, but I know they're influential because I hear their name all the time from artists. So that's it. I don't know if you want to say anything else about it. I mean, just, you know, Def Leppard has the catalog. I think, you know, Def Leppard alone should be in the Hall of Fame from their album Slang. <laughs> yeah, I actually like Slang. I'm one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, I tried. I, it's one of those things that I tried. to like. I can't believe they put out like a super deluxe version of it. I'm like, who's buying this? I, I have to tell you that one of the uh, gems of their catalog, though, in all seriousness, is that Yeah album. Those, that cover oh. album. I think it's Love great. Love that album. You did, yeah. That yeah. was one of I mean, the best cover albums. Yeah, I mean that was that was that was shocking how good it was, and also part of it was that a lot of the songs I had never heard the originals. Like I actually heard the ELO song for Def Leppard first. Oh wow! Yeah, great song. One oh five three eight overture, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I even seeked out all the extra bonus tracks, so I've got like every possible. Bonus track. I have like a, a whole other album of yeah, actually. So I should send it to you. Yeah. 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 All right. Anything else about the Hall of Fame? No, we can move on. It's okay. You know. Okay. Let's move on. All right. So let's leave Cleveland and go into your next pick. All right. Let's go all the way to Norway in a band. Ooh, I don't. I don't nice. know if any of the. I don't know if any of the rock podcast guys have picked up on these guys yet, but I have a little bit of a leg up. And it, honestly, it's just due to listening to uh, Underground Garage on Sirius. This band was featured a few months ago, and I had heard them about a year or two ago on the channel and was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. But I totally forgot about them, like a lot of us do. And they put out a newer album this year. It's a band from Norway called Death by Unga Bunga. Yes. <laughs> Based off of this old grandfather joke that you have to look up. It's it's pretty raunchy. It's like something that Gilbert Godfrey tells on stage. But yeah, Death by Unga Bunga. And, uh, there are no this... good names left. Can we just admit that <laughs> that actually is a pretty good name, though? I'll give them that. <laughs>
you know, I think the 2018 was one of the stronger years in rock lately. It definitely is the kind of, you know, it reinforced our theme, which is that, you know, rock's not dead, it's hiding. I mean, I have found, I've discovered, unearthed a lot of both new bands and, and uh, you know, a lot of the bands that basically I don't know if if I would have discovered them other than the Spotify algorithm with the, if you like this, then you might like this going into every week you get this new uh, release radar playlist. And I've really discovered a lot of the bands that way. And uh, this will go against Baco's I hate streaming thing. Instead of in being an old man saying, get off my lawn, he, he's yelling at kids walking by saying, stop streaming. <laughs> I'm, I'm sympathetic to the stop streaming movement, but in a sense I get like what you said, there is some positivity to it. The only problem is we just need more like you doing it the exact same way. Is that if you like it, you actually buy it. And yeah, stream just, responsibly. Stream responsibly. Use it to discover. Use it like a radio station. That's essentially what I yeah, look at it as. Like alcohol, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Do the opposite of how I drink. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but but so what what about you? I, I actually it took me a while to actually come up with my list this year. Some of the since two thousand we started that it's been over three years now we've done the show and there's been some years where it's actually been hard for me to put together a top five. No joke. Like ones that I because to make a great album, it has to be an album. It can't I can't just be like you do it. Like even if, if there's fifteen songs and seven are amazing, I yeah. it I, I still can't put it in my top five. If you see my meaning. Yeah, no, I, I totally get the meaning, and that's that's my you know it's my whole thing that I uh, like doing, and it definitely helps make a list. It's it doesn't make it scientific as all get out, but it helps guide you along to your master list. But that being said, yeah, I mean, especially in the hard rock and metal, I just haven't had that year with with this genre. It's definitely been more just rock bands, and even the vetted bands or even new vetted bands that I do like, they they didn't really hit it on their releases this year. So I'm being yeah, general all, because yeah. I haven't come out with my list, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. And we'll have Baco and I have our kind of like greatest misses and things like that from both established and bands that we've kind of locked onto in the last uh, five years or so. But yeah, there's a lot of surprises this year too, I have to say. So anyway, um, let's see, it is my turn, correct? Yes. All right. So I am going to go with, because uh, Baco is a misogynist and hates all female-led bands, I get to feature a female-led band here today. And that is a song by the Dead Deads. That's when my eyes 
happy ending. Gotta keep pretending. But I see ghosts. I see ghosts. I see ghosts. They go smoking my face. I see ghosts. My mistakes. I see ghosts. They hold hope for space. I see the ghosts. My mistakes. My mistakes. My mistakes. I'm always interested in the all female bands and that's like a different kind of misogyny, I suppose, but I'm always interested in that. Uh, there's a female lead vocal band called Lucifer. Have you heard of them yet? No. Um, tell me yeah, more. It's, kind of, it, it's, it's really cool. I, I would just say, I'm, I'm not going to play them on this episode, but what I've heard so far, I've really dug. It's kind of, it's real throwback classic rock. Like it sounds like they're using old boards and, it's it, they're a power trio and it just has a cool 70s like proto metal kind of sound to it so people even compare them sonically to sabbath i don't know if i hear that so much but it definitely sounds old and i like that so all right so you guys uh do we go ahead and keep the kiss streak going you guys have been on fire with this the last few episodes <laughs> why not what do you have to say your guest the floor is yours uh you know i mean it's been the rock podcast community there's definitely been some talk uh more more on the negative side a lot of people i like how like senzak initially went on your show and it's like i'm not going to this and then a few weeks later i see him status i'm going to this i uh, you know i love you i love you senzak but i'm calling you out a little bit on that but it's like you know it's it's kiss man and you can know, i stop I'm you real quick go. yeah can okay go you? ahead yeah yeah i just want to know is this you or is this conversation pre-recorded this conversation is not pre-recorded. Okay, this is live? It's almost live. Okay, excellent. Continue. Yeah, so I'm going. I might even be going twice, but but I, I don't want to get too far off of the off of the rail here. I will say that that set list, as soon as I saw it posted, set list from the cruise, the indoor show. Yeah. Not the outdoor show, but the indoor show. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, that's the set list. That's going to be the set list for the whole tour. So if you want a spoiler it's right there in black and white. (laughs) You know, um, I was having an exchange with with Craig Smith uh, via messenger and uh, he had heard our episode. We were making jokes about like the tank that Gene drives around on, you know what I'm talking about? Like, uh, and, and I, and we came up with the fact the ultimate stage actually would be to expand on that would be the spider with Leon Sphinx on top of it. And then it explodes and it has a middle finger. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, that's, that's the middle that's finger. That's, the middle finger that has all the albums they're ignoring. That's dangling from the uh, <laughs> the hand of it. But yeah, here's the other thing: is I think the can't miss the, the someone who should really be cashing in on this besides Kiss is Bruce Kulick. I, I have no idea after two years running of critical acclaim 
on the Kiss Cruise, how he's not, I mean, if he's not making plans right now to go out on the road and do that show of like 80s, 90s centric Kiss songs with your solid band, maybe even bring in like a John Beauvoir as a ringer, you know, vocal, vocal wise. But I, I just don't understand if he's not trying to do this right now, the money is there. Like he should even like piggyback on the dates even and just play during the oh. same week, the day before or day after. That'd be awesome. And he could easily like, he'd fill big clubs, small theaters. I mean, it's a no brainer to me. I don't know why he's not doing that. So you're saying that he would do, um, it almost would be perfect if he did the night, like did his tour the night before in each town, you know, because yeah. then people, if they're traveling, they can see him to get all the obscure songs. Cause he sounds, they sound spectacular. Just on, yeah. even on a YouTube crappy video, they sound yeah. and amazing. Even, and even like the medleys do the medleys. We just want to, you know, give us a minute and a half of some of these songs. That's fine. I mean, you know, he's killing it. So like, if they're if they feel too through, I know they like Bruce, and obviously they do, or else he wouldn't have even been on the cruise or on the stage right. with him. Right. But like you know, I think musically there could be that argument that he might blow him away musically if they opened for him. But I think definitely touring Rogue kind of on his own, that's probably the way to go for it. Anyway, so let's go back to positivity, and that is you're up next. Well, hell, I mentioned Hardcore Superstars. So let's do something from that new album. It's it's one of the standouts of the entire year for sure. I think it's going to be, uh, I'll spoil my show a little bit, probably pretty high on my, probably in my top five at the very least. I don't see much knocking it down at this point. What do you think of that record? You can't kill my rock and roll. You certainly cannot. That was, that, that was a, that was a nice, um, I think they did two or three singles before they put it out. But can we talk about the, the baboon in the room? Yeah, that's uh, keeping it from being a perfect album. That baboon. Uh, in a room like a baboon. I think it's a, in a shitty, shitty room. How's it going? Before we go into your pick from them too, and you got to realize any song that in the chorus has the word "boom," is uh, we could actually do a medley of all this. We could take, we could do "Blame It on the Boom Boom." We could do "Boom" by Pod, the Baboon Boom Room. Uh, any other songs with "boom" in it? Boom, boom, boom. Let's go back to my room. <laughs> boom, <laughs> shake the room by Fresh Prince. Uh, I forgot that one. <laughs> what track do you want to feature? I, I, you know, Sweden is where it's at right now. That is where Ooh, rock yeah. is, is really doing well. Um, but tell me, what track are you picking? Well, I mean, let's let's all cleanse ourselves now. And let's, you know, it's obvious to us, but maybe not anybody else listening. Let's do that title track, man, because nothing will inspire you to buy that album more than the title track. You can't kill my rock and roll.
That's the best version of a Belinda Carlisle song I have heard in quite a while. Yeah, as soon as you told me this, uh, when we were chatting a few months ago, right when this album came out, I was like, yeah, that's it. But it's so good. You, you haven't ruined it for me. I like hey, I like that Belinda Carlisle song, too. So. I, so do I. That's my whole thing. I, I heard it in the, the uh, you know, they play it on a nice supermarket <laughs> playlist a lot when I'm, when I'm uh, you know, looking for frozen pizzas. And uh, yeah, you hear that going on, and, and actually, that is when it kicked when it kicked in for me. I heard it, and I was like, "God, why was this?" But I'm like, "Oh, that's the new hardcore superstar song." But oh, come on, that, <laughs> you can't mess that melody is great. That's why it sounds so perfect. But I go back to that song a lot. That was a great pick. So who cares? You know, everything sounds like everything at some point. What's what's the best frozen pizza out there? Hmm, it's definitely not Tombstone. I'll leave it at oh. that. Yeah, I'd What's say yours? Red Baron. Red Baron's a little better if you go that way. Yes. California Red Baron. Pizza Kitchen. California oh, that's a good pizza one. Kitchen. The uh, uh, Who knew we we're going to talk about frozen pizzas? Uh, but yeah, so uh, if, if you're listening, write those down. Just like we're recommending music, we are also recommending frozen pizzas. Anywhere, any other top five frozen pizza choices before well, we move on? I'd say you could almost improve any frozen pizza by actually doing a Cobra hack to it and like just getting other ingredients. <laughs> And the you know out of the store, <laughs> even if even if they're not looking, you just open up the uh, the cheese thing and you know open the thing, put some more cheese in there, bam, get some jalapenos going on. You know? So you're saying what you do is you bring a box cutter to the yeah to the supermarket. You make a light nice slice, um, and you yeah. just dump other things in there for a deluxe. Yeah. Excellent. Again, Cobra hack. Bring your bail money to the supermarket just in case. Okay, I am going to go with. A band that is uh, with Nashville Pussy. You, you, you're a fan of this band, yes? Oh yeah, I bought their first album when it came out, like in '98 or whatever it was. So, and I've seen them live too. So, yeah. Do you know that they have a new album this year? Did you? Were you aware? I did not actually. I did not. Thanks for hipping me to that. And uh, I'm gonna have to get into it, considering that they're opening uh, or maybe co-headlining a certain tour that we're very interested in right now. Yeah, they're actually co-headlining with um, Memphis Muff. I believe I could go on. I have a full list. They get worse, uh, but I'm not going to the, the, but the name of the album, uh, because they, they wanted a nice credible name is pleased to eat you. That's the name of the album. <laughs> no joke. That's the name. Oh, well, I know. I mean, I've, you've seen the other album titles before. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. Let them and eat. There's a lot of eating going on with that band.
So have you guys done a Billy Hardaway reference in the last episode or two? Because I know that's kind of a, you know, you do that all the time. So um, We haven't, but I just got to tell you, uh, during on my Skype screen, there was uh, 17 middle fingers that just showed up um, just instantaneously emoticons. Isn't that weird? Just right after you mentioned his name. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, huh, wow. It, at, least, at least it's consistent, right? Very uh, yeah. heck, Hell of a personality, Billy. Go ahead. Yes. What do you have to yes. say? Nice, nice guy. I think I briefly shook hands with him at the expo somewhere along the line. But uh, uh, yeah, I've yet to corner this man because if I had, I would have told him that his new favorite band is, even if he doesn't know it already, is uh, the band from Sweden called the Night Flight Orchestra. Uh, these guys. I mean, if your if your pocket is seventy five to eighty five AOR classic rock, this is definitely your new favorite modern band. I mean. I, I've talked this band up for years now, but in, in short, I'll just say it's like uh, it's made up of a couple. It, I guess it's considered a super group, you know, if you're more of a European metal fan. But there's people from, uh, let's see, it's Soil Work, Arch Enemy, you know, bands like that. But I think one day they all just decided they were sick of playing these songs that weren't going to have any kind of lifespan. And that's mm-hmm. my opinion. But and that was like, hey, we get, we love classic rock as much as anybody else does. So I think they just took 
a bunch of names, wrote them down on a piece of paper, cut it all up, put all the names in the hat, and just would pick out randomly going, okay, we're going to write a song that sounds like Kiss Today or Elton John or Journey, you know, and this is what this band does. I mean, it's kind of schizo in a way, but it has the same kind, it's in the same pocket of familiarity. And, you know, they're not being cheeky about it. I mean, if you're looking for cheese, you'll find it. But from what I can tell, they're actually deadly serious about the music.
So, yeah, let's keep on rolling. Um, next song here. And these are all yours are from 2018. Sounds like, right? Good. Yes. Uh, okay, so I will go with, are you familiar with the band Red City Radio? Uh, I guess not. No, sorry. Okay. Okay. So they're out of Oklahoma and they put out a couple albums. They are, I guess, they sound a little bit like social distortion in a way Ooh. with a different kind of, of singer, not in the singing style, but more the, the music and okay. just tight, excellent songs. They uh, put out an EP this year called Sky Tigers. And it was an EP made up of basically three or four singles. They'd slowly dripped out over the last year. And again, this is a new trend I've seen. And so I, it, if this wasn't an EP, um, this would be in, in my top like 10 or five and everything like that. But I, I, I can't push it in there. You know what I mean? But each song on yeah. here is perfect. But the song I'm going to feature, and I featured them a couple times on the on the show, but definitely this one and their self-titled, which is the one before it, are are excellent and top to bottom. And that is the track from Red City Radio off the album Sky Tigers, as mentioned, called I'll Still Be Around. If you want to see me, I'm easily Tonight by last 
So what you got next, Joey? You got some Radiohead? Uh, no, actually, this this should really be the one that people make fun of me for, I suppose, if they're going to, because uh, I got a lot of mileage off of this band at the expo, especially, and I uh, had a had a mini row with John Lamorell about this this year, but we've made up and we're cool. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I I gotta say the best show. By the way, let's let's get into this real quick before the song, and I tease the band. But uh, have you been to enough shows this year that you have a favorite show? Yes, I had. Uh, I had a one. I'll tell you my my top two. The first one was Mustache again from Sweden, Ooh. and they actually they actually played a uh, place called the. What was it called? It was called Streets of London, which is a ridiculous name for a place in Denver. And uh, <laughs> it's it's basically like a pub that looks like a London pub is their theme. But when I'm I when so. I say pub, when I say pub, you go in there, and I thought it was going to be a decent sized place. This place holds maybe fifty people if it's packed. There was let me realize these guys are on tour from Sweden, uh, yeah. which they play which they play sheds and stuff out there with hardcore superstar. They toured with them this year. Yeah, I saw good band. Very good. Yeah. And anyway, so they played it like they were playing in front of, you know, uh, (laughs) several hundred people at least or thousands. There was maybe 25 to 30 people there and four of them were wearing Turbo Negro shirts. (laughs) They were fun. Yeah, that sounds like the Biter show I went to a few years ago. So, yeah, I, I get it. I got to actually hang out with Ralph, took some funny pictures with him, the lead singer, and just a phenomenal live band. They sounded perfect. The sound was good. And then my second was the Glorious Sons, which we pimped way too much on the show. But that was another small place called the Globe Hall. So both of my concerts were the smallest ones of the year, too. So what That's about you? That's usually the way sometimes. And I pretty much the last few years, I could, I could say that the smaller shows were my favorite shows this year. By the way, before I move on, those two bands that you mentioned, they both have new records out this year, don't they? Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah, so sure I, need do. To, I need to put those on the shopping list. But yep. uh, my my favorite show this year was actually an arena show. It's been a while. And it, I even went in, I don't even know what kind of expectation I had. I definitely had a nostalgic expectation for sure. And I never gave up on this band. I, I've been buying their records since they've been putting them out and they never stopped even with their hiatuses and whatnot. But I got to say the Smashing Pumpkins was the best show I saw all year. It was like three and a half hours, something like that. I mean, deep cuts, all the hits, anything you wanted. And they made the most of the arena too. Like for a band that's, you know, hip alternative band from the nineties, what have you, they know how to do an arena show. I was just blown away by it. Yeah, so proof that Billy isn't saying he doesn't do a lot of things half-assed. He's got an uh, album one of three out this year of a supposed three-parter called Shiny No So Bright, and I forget the subtitle of it, but volume one, and it just keys in, uh, and it just clocks in a little over half hour, maybe. So it's basically almost like EP length at this day and age, but I thought it was a solid record top to bottom, produced, uh, in quotes, by Rick Rubin, whatever engineer worked really? on that actually produced the album did a great yeah. job and uh like everybody sounds good in the mix and it's it's an epic arena ready production so get this record and here's a heavy one for you rock and rollers uh this is the second this is i think about the fourth song on the album this one's called solera Burn down. 
Joey. I'm glad you could join the show, especially when I'm out of town, on the road, and currently recording in my dad's office. Oh, yeah? Did you finally find the stack of, like, six Playboys in the one penthouse? <laughs> just six? He has to have a penthouse just to, to throw a little curveball in there, right? You got to have a... Yeah, because, you know, you know that, that's Saturday night, or Friday or Saturday night. All right, we're going to make a left turn from that your little commentary there, and slightly disturbing. And let's wrap this up. Uh, anything else you want to mention? Why don't you mention where everybody can find you again? Plug your show, please. Shows. Go to cnjradio.com. Uh, of course, Rock Strikes 10 is my big hubbub and to-do. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And actually, uh, you're going to be on a future episode in the next couple of weeks, Luce, that we won't give away what the mm. subject is yet. But it's yes. going to be a real good one. And I guarantee you, no Rock and Roll podcast is paying <laughs> celebration to this particular album that we are going to talk about. Uh, like I said, Check out all the other shows on cnjradio.com, including The Synaptic and Last Theater, Wrestling House Show, which is the flagship, Talking Rock, and now I Am Vinyl. My God, help me. Well, yeah. Um, I, we're going to end this show with a band that has been pushed on me for quite a long time from um, one of the promo guys that works for Clutch and a couple other bands, too. And it's a small band called Wayland. So let's get out of here. What do you say, Joey? Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor. Oh, and by the way, Rock's not dead. It's ripe and on the road. I went shopping for a cedar To get me through the mess I'm in I was looking for an answer
second please what are you doing you gotta go now are you gonna go no i said i'll come in the, come in here no because i'm because you're not being quiet though you're making a bunch of noise in the background yeah don't make any noise okay you like my parenting if your big plans this year include your big day Plan your look with Indochino. Customize every detail of a blazer, suit, or tuxedo online or at a showroom with an expert style guide. Then sit back for delivery straight to your door. Suits start at just $449 and premium fitted shirts at just $89. Go to Indochino.com and use code NEWCHAPTER for 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, code NEWCHAPTER. This is Mike Francesa. Join me each week on the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. This is real sports talk for the podcast generation. Subscribe to the free Mike Francesa podcast today from wherever you get your podcasts. Don't even think about betting this football season until you check out the Sports Betters Paradise podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. The top college and pro football handicappers help you along all season long. Subscribe to Sports Betters Paradise wherever you get your podcasts. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.